Aging Matters on WERA is brought to you in part by Synergy Home Care. Synergy Home Care provides premier in-home care for you or your loved one throughout Northern Virginia, including personal care, homemaker services, companion and memory care, and transportation. Call 703-558-3435 or visit SynergyHomeCare.com for more information. Synergy Home Care will find a care solution to meet your needs. Good afternoon and welcome to Aging Matters on Arlington Independent Media's community radio station, WERA Arlington, 96.7 FM. I'm Cheryl Beversdorf, your host. Older adults who sing reap a host of benefits, including better brain function, more social support and networking, and better quality of life. Studies show choral singing helps keep older adults healthier. Today, My guest is Brian Isaac, Artistic Director of Encore Creativity for Older Adults. Brian will explain why singing as an older adult is such a joy and offers so many positive benefits. He'll also talk about Encore Creativity for Older Adults, the nation's largest choral organization for older adults over the age of 55. So welcome, Brian, and thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much, Cheryl. It's a real pleasure to be here. Well, you heard me say already in the uh, in my introduction about the benefits of singing. And so expand on that a little bit. What do you see as the benefits, the physical and mental benefits of singing? Yeah, you're perfectly correct. Um, I think we've seen, first and foremost, a real issue with isolation. Um, isolation has been a significant problem as we have come through the COVID pandemic, especially amongst older adults. And we're dealing with uh, adults over the age of 55 who are indeed the most vulnerable to this uh, to this disease. And so this, this idea of singing in a community really helps alleviate feelings of isolation and loneliness. Um, and even if it's done virtually, as we did during the height of the pandemic, we still see the benefits of singing in a community. Uh, I'm not at all a certified music therapist, but I, I have seen firsthand the effects of singing Um, in that it can improve memory skills, it can lower stress levels, it can increase lung function, and in many ways it can alleviate, even if temporarily, physical pain that our members are experiencing or emotional distress. So lots of reasons to uh, sing in a community for sure. And it sounds like even since both of us are singers, uh, that's Mm -hmm. how I got to know you, Brian, um, I would also suggest and hear more from you about intellectually and psychologically uh, the the benefits about learning music and that. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, there's just something so beautiful, as you know, Cheryl, about coming together and creating art as a part of a larger community. And, and our adults come to Encore Creativity with very diverse backgrounds and very diverse life stories. And you all seem to benefit from this idea of coming together to create art Um, as a team. And they have a a, a clear task-oriented goal ahead of them that is completely extant to anything that they've done personally or professionally. They have this goal of creating beautiful music together over 15 weeks. And that is intellectually enriching because for most folks uh, in Encore Creativity, singing is something that they're returning to after, in many cases, decades of being away from the art form. So it is something that enriches their personal lives, their social lives, their intellectual lives um, in in this creation of art as a a community. And so taking that one step further, would you suggest that it's really helpful for older adults to sing in a choir for all the reasons that you're talking about, say, as opposed to maybe going and taking individual singing lessons? Why is that choir so important? Well, I think the choir provides the necessary... Uh, social platform for folks. Um, that that sense of community, that sense of teamwork is incredibly important, especially coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic, where, as I mentioned earlier, isolation was a huge issue. We need um, to build community as we rehearse week to week so that our singers uh, feel bonded to the members in the choir uh, and approach uh, singing 
uh, individually, of course, um, as kind of a, a team um, aspect. You know, we we want our performances to be cohesive, not just in uh, the way they're performed musically, but in the way they're approached. Just um, as humans, we we want our folks to be bonded with each other throughout the process. You mentioned a little bit already about uh, impact uh, socially for older adults who sing in a choir. I know you've been there now uh, mm. with Encore about seven months. Have you already observed why the the social aspects of the choir is so important? Making new friends, maybe even some romance coming out of the <laughs> uh, the situation. I don't know. I was just wondering if you've got any stories already about how the choirs have benefited folks socially. I have absolutely seen friendships blossom out of Encore creativity for sure. And in fact, I was I was doing a rehearsal visit. Uh, with the Glen Echo Encore Chorale uh, not too long ago. And I learned an amazing story about two of our singers who actually met as older adults through Encore Creativity rehearsals. Uh, they fell in love and they had a wedding as a result. They got married. Um, and these folks uh, at their wedding selected all music that they'd previously performed with Encore Creativity for their wedding ceremony music. Nice. Uh, <laughs> they had their vows reaffirmed. Um, at one of our summer camps, and our founder, uh, Gene Kelly, was able to kind of facilitate um, that beautiful ceremony at that camp. So Encore, Encore binds people together. It, it really does uh, establish a safe place for folks to get together and create beautiful music um, in, in a community that is friendly and welcoming and open to all. I was wondering if you might say that they had the whole chorus there to sing, you know, <laughs> here comes the bride or something like that. But I know uh, many made it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> nice story. Well, we've been talking about encore creativity, so it seems like a nice segue into the next question, which is what is encore creativity for older adults? How and when was it established? Give us a little overview of this organization. Sure. So as you mentioned at the top, Encore Creativity for Older Adults is the largest uh, choral organization for adults over the age of 55. And it really developed out of a 2001 study by Dr. Jean Cohen. And Dr. Cohen at the time was the director of the Center on Aging, Health, and Humanities at George Washington University. And at the time of the study in 2001, uh, Dr. Cohen reached out to our founder, Jean Kelly, to be a part of the study that he was putting together. And that study was called the impact of professionally conducted cultural programs on the physical health, mental health, and social functioning of older adults. So essentially studying exactly what we've been talking about. How does singing in a choir, how does building community through song benefit folks socially, emotionally, culturally? How does it help them physically, mentally? And out of the study, Gene and uh Gene Kelly, Dr. Cohen and Gene Kelly formed two chorales for older adults over the age of 65. And these were the senior singers chorale um, that Gene had up and running at the Goodwin House in Alexandria. Um, and out of that, she discovered that there was a real need for choirs that worked specifically with older adults. Uh, and in 2007, Gene Kelly uh, founded Encore Creativity for Older Adults as a nonprofit organization. And we now have 23 individual ensembles throughout the United States, but primarily here in the Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. area, uh, up and running, uh, pr providing services uh, for older adults in the form of chorales, uh, rocks ensembles, and sentimental journey singers ensembles. Okay, well, I'm hoping that you've already started piquing interest of our, our listeners, but Probably the question that they would want to know is, what are the requirements to sing in Encore? Is, is there an audition that's required? Um, must they pay a tuition to join? What do folks need to know if they're interested in joining Encore? Yeah, that, well, the best part about Encore creativity is, is that there is no audition to join. Um, our members, as I mentioned, come with a, a, a hugely diverse um, background professionally and personally, and many have no experience in music, and that's totally fine. Um, wherever you are on your musical, musical journey, we want you at Encore Creativity. So no audition at all, no music skills required. Everything you need to sing in our choirs, we provide for you. Um, we can teach you how to learn the music. We'll provide uh, resources to help you learn the music at home and in rehearsal. We'll give you the music. Um, and there is a tuition fee. It's $190 to join uh, for uh, each semester. 
Okay, and and so just so I understand, so even if a person doesn't read music, uh, you've already mentioned no prior singing experience required, but they may not even know how to read music. Or what would you tell them? Oh, not not being able to read music is is not a problem for us at Encore Creativity. So many of our singers uh, learn through the process of repetition at rehearsals, um, and we you know we provide resources like rehearsal CDs. Um, that help members listen and learn um, from others singing their parts. So we hope that we will eventually teach you how to read music because that is uh, a valuable part of music making. Um, and we want to enrich your life that way um, as uh, through Encore University and Encore Creativity. Um, but there's no need for you to come with that skill. We can develop it. Okay, the other thing that comes to mind, obviously as we get older, we might have certain health requirements. Uh, we might need to sit down more often. We can't stand as long as we uh, may used to possibly uh, could in uh, when we were younger. Or we can't see as well, and so larger print is, is required, or maybe even wheelchair accessibility. Is that part of the accommodations for people who want to join? It is, Totally. Accessibility is top of mind for us when we're choosing um, repertoire, when we're choosing rehearsal spaces and performance spaces, when we're identifying places uh, to which we'd like to travel um, as part of our, our choral tours. Um, we want to make sure that we can uh, accept anyone that wants to sing uh, at Encore Creativity. So completely inclusive, completely accessible. Um, and as we're looking at uh, music learning in particular, uh, we do uh, want to make accessible uh, music for folks that, that may not be able to uh, see as well. For example, if, if there's some visual impairment, we do have um, the opportunity to read larger print music. We make our scores available online um, as well as in hard print and hard copy for our membership. Um, and we definitely encourage our members to rehearse as they feel the most comfortable. Uh, if that's sitting or standing, either is totally fine. And that would include both during rehearsals and actually performances that they can sit during the performance and, and sing and participate as well? That's right. That's right. In fact, um, in our performances, uh, which we have a big one coming up on May 14th at Strathmore Hall, we'll have chairs provided for every single member of our singers. That makes a lot of sense. You can get mm -hmm. pretty tired standing for a long period of time. So... Another aspect I'm thinking about, and of course, as a, being a singer myself, talk about what's happened, say, recently and maybe even still now about COVID-19 requirements. One thinks about the fact that you're singing. In the past, we've had masks. Does that really affect our ability to sing? Are there other precautions in terms of being too close together to your fellow singer? What's happened over the, say, last several years in terms of what uh, Encore has had to do uh, in connection with addressing the, the concerns of, of COVID. Yeah, it's tricky. You know, we were all part of those choral performances in March of 2020 that either happened right before the shutdown or didn't make it to performance date before the world kind of shut down because of COVID-19. Uh, and since then, we've, we've had to adapt and be, be quite creative um, in how we approach choral singing in person in particular. Uh, Encore Creativity right now is rehearsing and performing in person, but we do have some pretty stringent uh, pandemic-related protocols in that we are requiring our members to be fully vaccinated, we're requiring our members to uh, have received the booster shot, um, and we are singing in masks. Uh, as we approached the beginning of this season, uh, we, you know, we had an issue with Omicron, and uh, because of that, we shifted towards uh, N95, KN95, and KF94 masks. Um, and that's where we are right now in our rehearsals. All of our members are singing with those high quality masks um, at a distance of three feet and just to keep everyone safe. You know, as you're well aware, our membership being 55 uh, and older um, is most vulnerable to this disease. So we want to do everything we can to protect them. You mentioned an upcoming performance as well as performances of some of the other choirs. Will that also be, will they still be three feet apart and wearing masks and this sort of thing? The distancing will likely uh, be relaxed as we approach our concert season, uh, but the masking will remain in place and the vaccination protocols will, will remain in place. Um, and, that's, and that's just to keep our singers safe through the rest of the season. Um, this, unfortunately, this, this pandemic seems to 
um, change on, on a daily basis. And so we are constantly working kind of hand in hand with some of the larger organizations in the United States, uh, the Chorus Americas, of course, uh, but also some of the, the larger uh, choral organizations here in the D.C. area, um, trying to just make the best decisions we can for our membership. And I was curious to to know, Brian, were there or has there still been quite a few people who haven't come back to singing as a result of COVID or still a little reluctant? Uh, what are you seeing? We're definitely seeing fewer singers returning, I would say, because of, at least initially, because of a fear of COVID-19 and singing in person. Um, but that has been shifting. We're seeing more members returning, being more comfortable being in person and, and rehearsing together because of the protocols we have in place. Um, and yet on the other side of that coin, Cheryl, is this idea that some folks are just tired of singing in a mask um, and, and are excited to come back to a choir when they can sing maskless. Um, and so we have some folks that uh, are choosing to stay away because they, they want to wait and they want to make music as they did you know, prior to 2020. Uh, so I think the pandemic is hitting um, choral arts organizations on on two fronts in, in that regard. Um, but we feel we feel confident in the decisions we've made, um, just trying to keep our members our members safe and still singing in person. So important, so important. Well, another aspect uh, that I think our listeners who might be interested in encore would want to know more about is the types of music that the chorale uh, sings. I lucky because I did uh, interview your predecessor, Gene Kelly, mm-hmm. and we did a TV show in which um, which there were some examples of different kinds. But help us understand what different types of music uh, that are, are selected for this particular uh, choir or these choirs. And are, are there certain criteria that you use to select the music? Uh, how does that work? Sure. So this concert that we have coming up, this big concert on May 14th at Strathmore Hall is is a real celebration of Gene Kelly in particular and is our 15th anniversary concert. Uh, and so it's a good example of the repertoire we normally perform uh, because it's essentially a greatest hits of what Encore has done over 15 years. Uh, and so we have three types of choirs at Encore Creativity. We have the chorale, which sings, I would say, in air quotes, traditional choral rep. And I say traditional because we also have the rocks uh, ensembles and our rockers perform choral arrangements of uh, rock and roll music from the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s with a little sprinkling of modern rock and roll music. Uh, And then we have our sentimental journey singers, which we'll talk about, uh, I'm sure, a little bit later that is focused on um, folks that are dealing with early stage Alzheimer's and and their caregivers. Uh, and so if you're in our chorale, um, you'd, in this concert, be singing a little bit of Gershwin. You'd be singing uh, a medley by Leonard Bernstein's West Side Story, um, a, a spiritual by Rollo Dilworth, Take Me to the Water, um, Gwyneth Walker's How Can I Keep From Singing. This this piece is, is all about, um, it's perfect emerging from a pandemic, actually. It's this idea of, I have so much joy in my heart. How can I keep it to myself? How can I keep from singing? Um, and so all of the music on the chorale side is is uplifting, it's upbeat, it's fun, um, and it's selected from what I would say is a fairly traditional choral repertoire all the way through Broadway and pop. And as we look at the rock and roll rep, um, we have so many uh, wonderful examples from the famous old-time rock and roll, the Paul Simon, the Sound of Silence. We have a doo-wop medley, a medley from the Jersey Boys. Um, we have California Dreamin'. So, and, and, you know, with the rockers, they have this unique opportunity to perform with a real rock and roll band on stage as well. So we have a three-piece guitar, drums, bass uh, with uh, our rockers during their performances. So lots of fun rep, um, diverse rep uh, from all parts of our musical tradition that we think uh, will inspire folks to want to sing with us. Plus, of course, they remember all of those pieces because they probably sang them when they were younger as well. So they they probably know the words already. So what I'm hearing you saying is is that the music is something that's not hard to learn, and they may have learned it already, as I said, because they remember it from when they were younger. Is, Is that part of the criteria, that you want it to be something that's fun and easy to learn? And is it usually in English? I guess that would be another question. 
Yes, most of our repertoire isn't English, although we do sprinkle in some foreign language, particularly Latin, um, and and we'll be doing that in seasons coming going forward as well. Uh, we do want our music to be accessible. We want it to be uh, fairly easy to learn with some challenge. Um, you know, one of the requirements uh, for encore creativity for us on the artistic side is that we don't want to hold auditions. We want to accept any member that wants to sing with us, regardless of their uh, musical journey. Uh, and so we want to make sure we find the sweet spot to keep those that have uh, had substantial musical experiences and do read music challenged, uh, but also to make sure that the programming is not so difficult that members that are coming without the ability to read music um, or haven't sung in a choir in 20 or 30 years feel comfortable learning music, both in the rehearsals and uh, through the rehearsal tracks and support that we provide at home. And thank you for that question, because at, at home... Are choir members expected to practice their music between sessions? Uh, so that's part of it. And then the other is you, you said about the help that they get that you provide for them. I guess it's tapes or whatever you call that. What is that process to make sure that they, they do know their notes when they come to rehearsals? Yeah, that's right. There is no expectation that they, they rehearse at home. Um, but I would say that most of our singers do uh, because we do provide rehearsal resources. We provide rehearsal tracks that not only allow them to hear what the entire ensemble will sound like when they sing together, uh, but what their individual voice part sounds like predominant over other voice parts. Uh, so it makes it easy to identify the correct notes, the correct rhythms um, as they practice at home as an, as an extra feature of the regular rehearsals that we have. You know, we have 90-minute rehearsals once a week over 15 weeks for our singers as they prepare for uh, their concerts. Our concerts happen in December and May. So no no absolute need to rehearse at home because you'll be prepared. We will prepare you for sure to be comfortable on stage over our 15 weeks of rehearsals. But, you know, our members often do just because it's fun. Um, they, they, like, they like singing uh, and they like the music that we've selected for them to sing. So they don't get tested when they get there to make sure that they've uh, that they have to perform individually. <laughs> Not at all. No, this is a com a completely community event, uh, and every member is valuable. Okay. Well, I think this is a good point to uh, take a short break. In case you tuned in late, we're talking with Brian Isaac, who is the artistic director of Encore Creativity for Older Adults, and you're listening to WERA. 96.7 FM in Arlington. We'll be right back. Aging Matters on WERA is brought to you in part by Synergy Home Care. Synergy Home Care provides premier in-home care for you or your loved one throughout Northern Virginia, including personal care, homemaker services, companion and memory care, and transportation. Call 703-558-3435 or visit SynergyHomeCare.com for more information. Synergy Home Care will find a care solution to meet your needs. Welcome back. We are talking today with Brian Isaac, who is the Artistic Director for Encore Creativity for Older Adults. And we're learning about if you're looking for something to, special to do that you haven't thought about in a long time and you want to sing in a choir, we're learning a lot about Encore Creativity and their uh, activities in this area and um, lots more to talk about here. So... Brian, I, we have spent a lot of time talking about the requirements of singers and how they learn their music and possibly a foreign language such as Latin. I was also wondering if the singers are required to memorize their concert pieces or can they have their scores with them during a performance? What are the, what are the rules? Sure. We, we typically perform with scores. We want our members to feel comfortable on stage. And so they should always be able to look down at their music and, and find where they are, track where they are throughout the music making process. Um, there are some instances where we have um, asked our members to memorize pieces, uh, mainly that those, those are going to be those pieces that uh, folks know really well. Um, for our rockers, old time rock and roll is a piece that they have done for years and years and years. If you've been a member of Encore Creativity, and our rocks ensembles, you know it by heart at this point. 
And it's necessary that it's memorized because it's got some clapping in it. Uh, and that's tough to do with choral folders. Um, so in those types of exceptions, we do ask members to memorize, uh, but it's rare. Okay. Well, so that should make people feel better in case they were concerned about memorizing concert pieces. And uh, so let's talk about rehearsals. Uh, sure. are, are they during the day? Are they at night? Weekends? How many? You mentioned it a little bit before, but I just want to make sure that uh, people understand um, what the expectations would be in terms of rehearsal and performance requirements. Yeah, essentially we have two semesters of rehearsals and performances at Encore Creativity. We have a fall semester and we have a spring semester. The fall semester culminates in a performance in December and the spring semester culminates in a performance typically in May. Um, and our rehearsals run uh, over 15 weeks. Each rehearsal is 90 minutes. And right now, um, almost all of them, most of them are during the day. Um, and so you'll have rehearsals in your specific community. Uh, and we have 23 different ensembles, uh, mainly on the East Coast at this point, um, that meet uh, usually in the morning or the afternoon for 90 minutes. Um, and I would say the majority of the ensembles meet in the 10 to 12 or 1030 to 1230 hour um, and uh, or the 1 to 230 uh, time frame in general. And is there, uh, since we are talking here about the fact that folks from uh, 55 and older can join Encore Creativity and some of those folks might be still working full-time. Is there some expectation that you might want to uh, have rehearsals at a different time or, or think about possibly enticing that age group to uh, to join in a different choir? What are your thoughts about that? And that's exactly right. That's top of mind for us. Um, I joined Encore Creativity in September, and our new CEO, Joshua Vickery, joined in October. And uh, one of the first things that we discussed was how we activate the 55 to 65 uh, group of older adults who are likely still working um, during the day. Um, and we, we want to make sure that we have rehearsals available to them. Um, and so we have established uh, some evening opportunities uh, we have a, a rock and roll group, DC Rocks, that meets in the evenings. Um, and we also have some virtual opportunities to rehearse. So in addition to our in-person rehearsals, um, we also have online rehearsals that meet for both chorale and rocks in the afternoons and in the evenings, just to kind of get folks that may have work commitments during the day involved um, at night. Uh, and we are we're constantly looking to expand um, into evening rehearsals for this very reason. And when you do virtual rehearsals, mm -hmm. how does that work? I mean, again, since I'm a singer and I've stood next to my fellow altos for many, many years, uh, it's always easier when I'm singing with an alto standing next to me as opposed to somebody who is uh, elsewhere and singing virtually. Is there a special technique that people can use for rehearsals um, online? How does that work? It is. It's tough. And it's it's particularly tough for our conductors. We have a team of conductors here at Encore Creativity that have spent the majority of the last two years running online rehearsals uh, for our, our chorales and rocks programs. And you can't hear the singers at all um, as as a conductor unless you're using um, a special interface. Um, and and without that interface, uh, you kind of have to be very prepared uh, for your rehearsal and that you, you need to guess where the singers are going to have some musical difficulties, some musical challenges, uh, and plan your rehearsal appropriately because you, you don't actually know. You won't, you won't hear the, the singing of the choir um, in your headphones um, because the, there's such a uh, terrible lag uh, on the Zoom calls during these rehearsals. We have to keep our members on mute. Uh, and so, you know, we'll, we'll play the piano and we'll sing, we'll model uh, during rehearsals, uh, during these online sessions. Um, but that is the best that we can do, which is why we're all so excited to be back in person so that we can hear our friends and family around us. Plus, it's always nice to be able to listen to your fellow, uh, whatever, alto, soprano, tenor, or bass. And because if you're not quite getting that note, maybe that person next to you can, can help as well. That's exactly right. 
<laughs> and and Brian, you mentioned a little bit about the the number of choirs that are in the D.C. metropolitan area. Can you give a little bit more specifics in terms of geography? Uh, people might wonder, well, gee, I, I live in Arlington. Is there one there? Or uh, is there one in Silver Spring? And you also mentioned about uh, in other parts of the country. So where are all of these uh, uh, choirs performing right now? Sure. We have so many choirs. Uh, we have choirs in Maryland, Virginia, D.C. Uh, we have a new choir starting up in the fall in Wilmington, De- Delaware. We have choirs in uh, New York City, uh, and we are currently expanding out to Santa Clarita, California. So if you're interested in singing with our chorales and uh, you live in Maryland, you have lots of opportunities. You have uh, opportunities in Annapolis, uh, at Asbury Methodist Village, uh, excuse me, Village, which is in Gaithersburg, um, you can sing with us in Baltimore, um, uh, in uh, at Grace United Methodist Church with the Baltimore Encore Chorale, Columbia Alt- Encore Chorale. We have a group in Frederick, so lots of opportunities in Maryland. If you're into the rocks and you're in Maryland, we have groups uh, in Annapolis and at Glen Echo Park, which is the Washington Washington Conservatory at Glen Echo Park. Um, that's a beautiful venue, and we uh, rehearse in their ballroom. If you're in Virginia and you want to sing with us, we have groups in Alexandria, in Arlington, in Fairfax, uh, in Reston. Uh, and if you're a rocker, we have the same groups in Alexandria and Fairfax. So lots of opportunities uh, to join us singing. Um, if you're in the district, we have uh, the uh, Capitol Chorale, uh, and that is going to be right downtown uh, on G Street Northwest. Um, and we have DC Rocks in the same area. So tons of opportunities um, with new ones coming for sure um, as we move towards Wilmington, Delaware and out west. Santa Clarita is our first opportunity to get out west. And we see that as a big um, opportunity for us uh, to kind of expand in that area. Well, since this program is also going to be posted on Apple and Spotify, it can go who knows where. It can go all over the country or all over the world. So sure. uh, uh, any any secrets right now or any possible target geographical areas, or is it too early to, to share that with us yet? Well, we are looking to expand uh, in this area as well. We'd like to bring uh, a rocks program up into the Baltimore area for sure. Um, and uh, we've talked a little bit about Sentimental Journey Singers. Uh, that has some unique opportunity to expand in the Maryland and, and Virginia area as we kind of partner with memory care centers in particular. Um, but we're, we're looking for the West Coast. Uh, you know, Santa Clarita uh, was an affiliate program of ours for years and a successful one. Um, wonderful choir, wonderful singers out there. Um, and they uh, have agreed to become a full-fledged member of Encore Creativity. And we see Santa Clarita as a good example of what West Coast Encore Creativity singing can be, and we likely use it as a launching point uh, for other choirs in the area. And you mentioned now about a fall semester and a spring semester, and of course mm-hmm. it's almost May, but are there other uh, concert performances from all of these various groups that you've been talking about? Are they scheduled uh, already? And is there a cost to attend the concerts for family members or spouses? Or what, what do we need to know about that? And where can we find this information? Sure. So all information about Encore Creativity and their performances, where our rehearsals take place, the locations of the chorales and rocks groups, all of it is at www.EncoreCreativity.org. And on that homepage, you're going to see our entire spring performance schedule. We have uh, performances running from the end of April all the way through our Strathmore performance on May 14th. And what's unique about Encore Creativity is that while we try to put together big performances in big venues, uh, you know, for six, 700 of our singers, um, we also have smaller performances for each individual ensemble. So all of our chorales, all of our rocks programs. And all of our chorales and rocks programs are conducted by um, individual conductors, not me. I actually have a team of conductors that work for Encore Creativity. Um, and they have, in many cases, been with their chorales, been with their rocks programs for years and years. In some instances, as many as 10 years, um, conducting their rehearsals every week and um, 
facilitating performances in their smaller communities before our big combined performance at the end of the cycle. All of our performances are free, completely free to the public, um, and you just need to show up and support these amazing older adult singers. And so the, no tickets are necessary. You don't need to get them online or, or anything like that. For our regular performances, no. No tickets are necessary. You can just show up. Uh, for our Strathmore performance, the big one at Strathmore Hall, the Music Center at Strathmore Hall, there are tickets for that, and you can get those through the Strathmore website. Okay, and you've talked about that event coming up. Mm-hmm. Why is that so important for for Encore Chorale? And and it sounds like 2022 is a very special year for Encore Chorale. So tell us some more about this particular event. It is. Encore Creativity has has been around now for 15 years. In fact, we're celebrating our 15th year of making music together uh, this season. And uh, an additional bonus is that we're celebrating Jean Kelly, our founder, um, her 15th year, 15 years of incredible success and her retirement from Encore Creativity. Um, at the beginning of this season, she announced um, that she'd be uh, stepping down as artistic director um, and will remain founder of this, this beautiful organization. So we have this May 14th performance at Strathmore Hall uh, in which we'll collect you know, upwards of 600 or so of our singers um, to come together Uh, and sing a special performance of essentially the greatest hits of Encore Creativity, all a repertoire that the the singers and our founder um, has programmed and loved over those 15 years. Uh, And we'll have our chorale there, we'll have our rockers there, we'll have our Sentimental Journey singers there, um, and Joshua Vickery, the CEO, and I will be there to support Jean um, as she celebrates her great success over 15 years. Well, I alluding again to the TV program that I, I did with Jean, I think the thing that always strikes me when I see these clips from your many concerts, and mm-hmm. it's the joy that is so obvious on people's faces, the singers' faces. They, they love singing, and it shows in terms of the quality and the sound of the music, and um, they're really having a good time, and that's really refreshing. So I'm sure that that May 14th uh, uh, performance is going to be really something very, very special. I think it will. And they do have a good time. And and our conductors have a great time. They, I, I love visiting rehearsals because they're always so filled with joy, um, just a love of singing. The bonds that people create with each other, the friendships that develop out of our um, Encore Chorales and Rocks programs are remarkable. Um, and, and getting... 600 singers together, 600 older adults together, singing joyfully, and Strathmore Hall is going to be incredible. Nice, nice. Well, I hope it's a, a wonderful event, and uh, congratulations to to you, the Encore Chorale, to, and especially to Jean. I, she has really done a marvelous job, and she's a, a, a real artist to have come up with this idea. I wanted to spend a little time, uh, you have mentioned uh, several uh, times already during this interview about the Sentimental Journey singers. Are there, and you mentioned about the requirements, but talk a little bit more. What What is this? Is this one group or are these groups that in located in different locations? What What should folks know about the Sentimental Journey singers? Yeah, the Sentimental Journey singers are, uh, one of the main reasons uh, that I was supremely excited to come to Encore Creativity. Um, this uh, Sentimental Journey Singers program, SJS is what we call it, um, developed um, in 2019. Gene Kelly um, saw a need for um, singers in the larger Encore Creativity ensembles, the chorales and the rock programs, um, saw a need for an ensemble uh, that kind of met the singer as they continued to age. Uh, So SJS is for individuals um, with early stage Alzheimer's or other memory impairment. Um, And participants uh, can be a part of this choral program alongside their care partners. Those care partners can be professional or or personal family. Um, But in these rehearsals, all folks will learn basic vocal techniques and will learn how to sing in a three-part harmony in a, in a traditional uh, choral rehearsal setting. Um, and this is directed by 
um, the director of SJS, uh, Dr. Marianne East. Um, and uh, it's just it's just such a beautiful program, and it's one that um, is is really expanding um, inside Encore Creativity. We have we have seen a great need for this type of programming in this area. So is the Sentimental Journey Singers just one group in a particular geographic area, or are there SJS groups in Maryland and in Virginia and in D.C.? And I mean, if somebody is, say, living in Silver Spring, it might be hard to come to to something in Arlington. So where is this particular group located? Right. So Sentimental Journey Singers is uh, is a, a name that kind of is an umbrella over smaller programs, much like um, Encore Chorales um, exist all over Maryland and Virginia. So we have uh, programs. Um, in fact, we're partnering with um, Insight Memory Care currently um, establishing programs in uh, Fairfax um, and another one in Sterling. Um, and uh, Goodwin House in in uh, Alexandria, um, and so we have lots of opportunities currently to join uh, an SJS ensemble, um, and many more coming. Um, we're we're constantly uh, looking for um, other partners, um, both government partners and um, private um, organizations, to kind of support this this beautiful uh, choral rehearsal and performance opportunity. Well, it's a wonderful idea, given that that condition or cognitive issues can occur amongst older adults, and the fact that even they, in spite of these conditions, can still be singing. What a mm-hmm. what a wonderful uh, gift! Plus, being able to sing with family members or whatever. And do the family members have to be older adults um, too, or can they be of any age? The the partner can be of any age. Okay. Um, we just want to make sure that. Um, our SJS program is completely inclusive, uh, and it really does provide a unique opportunity for folks to get out um, out of isolation and socialize. Um, and our rehearsals for those those ensembles tend to be during the morning because that's that's the really the best time for individuals that are dealing with um, early stage Alzheimer's to uh, be out and and make music uh, together. Okay. Well, another activity that we'd like to hear more about is Encore University. What are the classes that are offered? Are there requirements? Uh, Tell us about Encore University, Brian. Sure, absolutely. So Encore University um, is a fabulous educational outreach program that developed, as many things did, out of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, Jean Kelly uh, and Larry Kelly, uh, her husband, uh, put together this this incredible program that initially um, was both an opportunity for folks to take um, arts education classes and to rehearse online um, with their chorales. Um, and now Encore University um, is completely arts education. We don't run any rehearsals through Encore University anymore. And in fact, offered just this last semester 15 unique classes um, running five days a week three times a day for one hour uh, for folks. Uh, And they can take classes like uh, Music as Literature, which is an encore book club. They can study uh, history of opera or history of music theater. They can take a class in rock and roll appreciation and history. They can hone their singing skills with classes like ear training and sight singing or learn about music and film. Um, They can take music theory, uh, a class voice. They can even learn how to dance. We have classes in uh, beginning ballet. um, And um, if you're interested in drawing and sketching, we have a class in drawing and sketching for beginners. So incredible um, educators from throughout the United States, all classes offered online. um, And our membership uh, can opt to join uh, Encore University as a student. And, And in fact, it's now open to the public. So anyone can join Encore University if they'd like to enrich their lives with these arts education programs. And again, where where would they find out more about this? Would that be on the Encore Creativity website? That's right. You can head over to www.encorecreativity.org and select Encore University and everything you need to know about the program uh, registration is there. And I was wondering how the various classes that you 
just described, how were those selected? And, and are there new programs coming up all the time? Or does it have to do, obviously, a lot of them have to do with music, but yes. also with other uh, types of, of art, if you will. Uh, and so I was just curious as to, is, is this going to be the the uh, extent of the programs or will there be others as well? What what should people expect? Well, as we continue this program into the summer, and we do have a new summer session that's starting up on June 6th, um, we're looking to replicate some of the core classes, uh, the, the classes that we see as helping to develop the, the basic musicianship of our singers uh, that are currently enrolled in a chorale, rocks, or SJS program. And so those might be literally classes in basic musicianship and music theory and class voice. Um, but we also want to make sure that Encore University is a multidisciplinary outlet. Um, and so we're leaning in on uh, on the dance programming. Um, so we're going to have a, a, a bar class, uh, regardless of your mobility. Um, it'll be a seated bar class. Um, so an extension of the Ballet for Beginners class that we just ran this past semester. Um, we want to bring back... Um, our art teacher uh, to continue uh, working with uh, with folks in the visual arts, um, and and our history classes are are very popular. And not just uh, our music history classes, we're also looking into um, dance history and and art history, for example. Um, I don't know that you know this or not, but our our logo, um, Encore Creativity logo, has a series of uh, colored dots next to it. Um, so it says Encore Creativity for Older Adults. And to the left, there is a uh, three rows um, of three dots. And each one is a different color. And all of those colors um, are meant to represent a different art discipline. It could be singing, dance, um, orchestra, band, that kind of thing, drawing, sketching. Um, all of those different colors re represent multidisciplinary arts outlets. Uh, and we want to include as many as possible as we continue to develop Encore University. And the target audience is always older adults. Always older adults, that's right. 55 years and older, and you don't have to be a singer in our chorales or rocks programs to join. You can you can head over to our website, you can register. Um, you know, if you're running 15 classes a week, uh, five days a week, that's a 150 individual classes for a semester, and um, the the cost is $185 per semester, so right around $1.25 per class. Okay. Well, and we're getting close to the end, but I wanted to ask two more questions yet. Are there, besides Encore University, are there any other kind of summer choral activities that are planned and any requirements to participate in, in those? Yeah, absolutely. We definitely want to keep our singers uh, going and singing over the summer. And so we have uh, some summer camp opportunities. You know, camp isn't just for kids anymore. And so um, we have some singing opportunities at Washington College um, and Chautauqua Institute up in New York. Uh, so I'll be conducting a chorale camp uh, June 26th through the 30th at Washington College. Um, our rocks director, Jeff Dawkin, will be running a rock and roll camp for our rocks singers, July 24th through the 28th. And up in New York, I'll be conducting another chorale camp at the beautiful Chautauqua Institute, August 28th through September 2nd. Um, and you don't need to be a member of Encore Creativity currently to jump in on these awesome uh, summer singing opportunities. You can head over to our website and you can register. Um, and it's a, it's a four-day experience um, it's a sleepover camp, uh, and we're going to run rehearsals and workshops. We'll have guest performers and lecturers uh, and a performance, you know, of course, a culminating choral performance at the end of each of these camps. And I understand that Encore also does some traveling. Are they doing some traveling now um, outside the United States? Yeah, they have in the past uh, done some travel for sure. Um, Encore Creativity members have been to England and Canada, Austria, Belgium, Czech Republic, Hungary, France, Morocco, lots of places singing and bringing um, uh, a beautiful community singing to the to these um, these countries and uh, outside of the United States. Uh, and unfortunately, the the COVID nineteen pandemic has kind of gotten in the way of that. So. Um, we had plans for travel uh, this season that we unfortunately had to alter 
Um, but we do plan to travel outside of the United States in our 2022-23 season uh, coming up, uh, and we'll be releasing information about that soon, so stay tuned. Well, hopefully by that time we won't have to worry so much about uh, COVID and uh, wearing masks all the time, so uh, something to look forward to. So I guess the last question would be, again, uh, where to find information uh, about Encore Creativity for older adults? What, what, what do we need to know? Yeah, I think the website is the best opportunity to learn about us and what we do www.encorecreativity.org. Um, there you'll find all the information you could possibly want about where we rehearse and perform. You can find a, a local chorale or rocks ensemble in your community, an SJS ensemble in your community, um, and you can find contact information. So if you want help registering, um, if using a computer to register is, is not as easy for you, call us and we will definitely help you get registered. We want you to be a part of Encore Creativity. No auditions, no musical skills required. We will teach you all you need to know. We just want you to come sing with us. Good way to end. I guess the other thing I would add, Brian, is is that given the number of folks who are already singing with Encore, I think word of mouth is another good way of people finding out more about your organization. Indeed, yes. We have 1,200 active singers uh, right now uh, across all of Encore Creativity. And so I hope that you've heard about us through your friends and family. Um, but if you haven't, please, please join us. And this is a great time to join us because as we've said, we're celebrating Gene Kelly and 15 years of Encore Creativity. And we have a huge performance at Strathmore Hall as a 3 p.m. performance on Saturday, May 14th. You can get your tickets uh, on the Strathmore website and we hope to see you there. All right. Well, I want to thank Brian Isaac, Artistic Director of Encore Creativity for Older Adults, for joining me today. And if you want to learn more about Aging Matters, of course, you can visit our website, which is agingmattersonline.com. And at that site, you can access all Aging Matters radio and TV show content. And of course, like this program and all of our other programs, you can find the podcasts on Apple and Spotify. Aging Matters is produced in association with Ink Mouth Media, and to learn more about that company, visit inkmouthmedia.com. Thank you for listening to Aging Matters today, and remember, age is just a number, not a label. I'll be back again with you next week. <laughs>